Hey everybody, Danny here, and this is episode number 158 of Music Lesson Business Academy. Today, we're going to talk about not focusing on today, but focusing on tomorrow. We're also going to talk about lever number three, which is conversions. Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. I'm your host, Danny Thompson, as always. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode. If this is your first time here, I would really appreciate a nice review or a rating over at iTunes. If you don't like the show, don't go over and leave a bad review, though. No, go ahead. Leave any review you want. It's totally fine. Um, I hope everybody's doing good. This is a Wednesday edition podcast, and... <clears throat> I don't really have any good reason um, that the podcast is late other than the Rams were on Monday Night Football, and I was going to record Monday night this week, and I ended up watching the football game instead, and the Rams <clears throat> pulled off a good victory over the Buccaneers, so that was pretty awesome and was just crazy busy yesterday, so sorry for the late release here. Uh, before I get into the episode, if you guys are looking for extra help with your Music Lesson Business Academy. I would love to chat with you. Go over to musiclessonbusinessacademy.com. You can get a free course, The Seven Levers of the Music Lesson Business. Also, I have various courses up there that you can check out for purchase. And I have two new coaching programs. I have MLBA Answers, and I have my high-end coaching program, which is The Seven Levers MBO. Not MBA. MBO. It's much different. Learn about what an MBO is for your business and take your business to the next level. This episode of Music Lesson Business Academy is brought to you by NeverAloneBusinessServices.com. Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, website design, general marketing consultation. Chris and Jen can do it all for you over there at Never Alone Business Services. Give them a call. Let them know you heard about it on Music Lesson Business Academy and save 100 bucks. This episode is also brought to you by the fine folks over at TeacherZone, TeacherZone.com for your scheduling, billing, and student learning management needs. Give those guys a shout. They would love to give you a free demo. That's TeacherZone.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. I've been really get back, getting back into mountain biking lately for the last year, cycling in general, but today we're going to talk about mountain biking. Now stick with me here because I know you're wondering how this is going to apply, but you know, out here on the dry, rocky Southern California mountain bike trails, we have some pretty steep descents. It's very loose dirt because it's kind of powdery and dusty 
over the top of a lot of rocks. And that makes it very slippery, what we would call technical terrain when we're mountain biking. And something that you learn very early on in mountain biking, either from watching videos or back when I started, you know, because we didn't really have YouTube the way we do now, but reading a lot of mountain bike magazines, watching some TV, is you learn not to look right in front of your bike. And right in front of your bike, that's our kind of default. That's what you naturally want to do is look just in front of that wheel to see, well, look at that rock and there's a tree root and I've got to go around this way. And that's all of our instincts, you know, to protect ourselves. We always want to look that way. But what you learn very early on in mountain biking is to put your gaze farther ahead for a couple reasons. Number one, your bike goes where you look. So you learn if there's a tree coming up right on your left, if you look at the tree and say, don't hit that tree, don't get too far over to the left side of the trail, your handlebar might hit the tree because you're focused on the tree over there. You tend to drift towards the tree. So what they teach you is, yes, that tree is in your peripheral vision, but you look past it, look where you want the bike to end up. And that's what works? You end up going where you want to go when you look ahead. And if you're just looking down in front of your wheel, so you avoid the little rock or you avoid the tree root, you tend to look up and all of a sudden there's a turn right in front of you and you're not ready for that turn and you miss the turn because you were too focused on what's right in front of you. It's very natural and very easy for all of us to be focused on what's right in front of us right now. We might be up for another month or two or three. This could be coming up maybe the worst it's been for us. We don't, we don't really know. We could be facing maybe tougher lockdown type restrictions or, you know, depending on where you're at, where your state's at, but most states are in a, a pretty not good looking situation right now. Um, you know, and every day there seems to be different news on what's going on. So far, my school has been able to continue to operate the way we have been, which has been, you know, tons of, you know, 75% of our students are online, but we're doing drum lessons in person. I'm just about ready to launch Kids Rock again with 20 people. I've got 20 kids signed up for Kids Rock, ready to go. Um, you know, and are we going to get shut down from doing that? You know what? Maybe. It's, it, it, it's natural for us to look right in front of the wheel. And yes, you can't completely blow that off. You have to have your systems in place and be ready for you know news to break tomorrow. And all of a sudden, all right, we got to call all these kids in a group class and you know let everyone know we're back online or, or whatever your plan is. But don't look so f- closely to the you know front of your wheel that you miss the big turn that's coming down the road. I'm looking to spring. These next couple months, like I said, could suck, but we'll get through it. You know what? We easily will get through these next two months. It goes so fast. When you put your head down and just work, 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 and you're building towards you know this future goal, the time goes really fast. It will be March, April, May before you know it. I want to be ready 
for harvest season. Okay, so I'm planting all my seeds right now. My email campaigns and getting Kids Rock going again. You know, it seems weird to like advertise a group class right now when schools are shutting down. But you know what? It'll be March before you know it. It'll be April. Somewhere along those lines, we're going to start to really make our our trend back based on everything we're seeing out there. <clears throat> again, you don't we don't know this for sure, but you have to take the best information that's available right? You know, I'm constantly listening to my science podcasts to the real scientists who make vaccines, epidemiologists, kind of listening to what they're saying. And based on that, I'm ready or getting ready for harvest season to start in the spring. So everything that I can do to be ready for that right now. So Take a step back and think about what you're focused on right now. What are you worried about? And what are you, you know, thinking about? If you, you know, if you're worried about needing to make some gigantic change just for the next two months, you know, the, the goal really is to get through the next couple of months and get to the other side. That's really at this point, you know what, if all my drum students have to go online and we lose a few of them, that's not going to close me down. I could, I could lose all the drum students. We'd still stay open. You know, I mean, it would suck. I don't want that to happen. I also know that's never going to happen. So, you know, be prepared, get some things in place, be ready to go, but then let's focus on harvest season. So here's a couple things I want to talk about to get you ready for harvest season. Okay, so number one is I want you to do a good SEO check of your website. This would be something great that Christina over at uh, the Web Maestra could do for you. Um, we want to see how we're ranking. We want to make sure the back end of our website is ready to go. You know, we don't want to miss those opportunities because we're not ranking high enough. And you've got a couple of months, right? If you can have your website, if you can increase that SEO by March, something like that, you're going to get a nice boost out of it. And I had her do some SEO work for me a couple of months ago. I saw almost instant uh, increase in leads come in because of that. Also, something real simple would just be to update your Google local listing. Just make sure that it's accurate. Um, you know, maybe upload a bunch of new pictures, do a bunch of Google posts where, you know, you're maybe at, uh, doing uh, offers and deals of upcoming classes that are going to be available. Start, you know, potentially building up a list of people that are kind of waiting. Here's something to think about too, and this is exciting to me. When things open up next year, people are going to go bonkers, right? All the stuff they haven't been able to do, they're going to be out there doing. And although, you know, our business I, I, doesn't quite fit into that category because, I, I, you know, I'm thinking about like theme parks, you know, like Disneyland or, you know, just places that people would like to take their family on a Sunday or, or whatever. All that stuff that they just normally took for granted, going to the movies, it's going to go bonkers for a while. But we will reap benefits of that as well. So we want to be ready. So update that Google listing as well. Number three is you should do a website audit. Take a good look at your website. Make sure, number one, make sure it's not cluttered with a bunch of stuff. A lot of websites I look at just have too much stuff. And 
And for many, many years when I would, you know, kind of work on our website design for the school, I would make that mistake of saying, well, but I want to say this. What if one person who's interested in this looks and we don't say that on our website, they're not going to know. And then they might not call us. And it just doesn't work. It's a natural reaction that we all have that we want to say everything on our website. And it just doesn't work. It's not what people are listening for, looking for. You're more likely to get more leads by creating a website that generates some curiosity of this looks good. I want to go deeper in to see all the services that they do offer. So let's do a website audit, clear it of clutter. Let's make sure the images are good. Your phone number is prominent. You have a clear message that people understand this is who we are and what we do. You've got a strong call to action with buttons in place that get people to take the action of calling you or filling out a form. Number four is to get all of your email automations in place. This is a great time right now to go into your active campaign and look at all your email automations. What can you make better? What's What's been working? What isn't working? Um, I've been doing a bunch of updates to email automations now to segment everything. So when somebody fills out a form on my page, if you're an adult looking for DJ lessons and you fill out the form, you're getting different emails with different pictures than if you're a parent looking for, for a child. And I'm doing that with all the instruments. So if it's a potential adult guitar student, right? They're going to get a different email that speaks to them differently and shows people in the images that are like them. And we all want that in our lives. So it's pretty easy to do that. So, you know, if you don't have those types of things set up in your emails, you got to do it. It's not hard. Um, if you want to get rolling with Active Campaign, hit me up with a private message, Danny at musiclessonbusinessacademy.com. I am an affiliate for Active Campaign, but if you sign up through my affiliate, you just let me know and I'll do a one-hour strategy call with you. I'm not going to do the technical work on your Active Campaign. That's going to be what you got to do, but I'm going to show you the basics. Then What's so great with Active Campaign is you can get unlimited 30-minute support calls. So you can get on the phone on a Zoom call with an Active Campaign expert, and they'll show you some of the harder technical stuff. Every time I want to do something new with them, I just book a call with them. I get on and go, hey, I want to go to this level in my automations. Can you show me how to do it? Boom, 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 boom. Now I know. So that's what you, what you should do. But now is the time to dial all that stuff in. If you look at those things, you put some time and effort to, into that. Don't just look right in front of your front wheel right now. Look towards harvest season down the road. It is coming, and you and I both want to be ready for it. All right, let's talk about lever number three, conversions. And uh, we're going to talk about three things that you can do to increase your conversions that kind of go hand in hand with what we were just talking about a little earlier. Uh, number one is outline your, your bullet points for your sales pitch. If you don't have this outlined, it's very hard for you to, to give a customer a convincing sales pitch. And when, when I say sales pitch, yes, sometimes that might be a phone call you know, a direct, realistic, like, I've got to tell this customer what we do. 
But if you understand that sales pitch, you are going to work that into and those issues into emails and into your website design and message. So number two then is to look and see, are these bullet points in your sales emails, um, on your website, things like that, so that what they are seeing on a website or in an email is consistent with what they would get when they talk to you and also consistent with what the student would get when they actually do lessons with you. And do you have a number three? <clears throat> and number three is, do you have a sales system in place? And so the sales system kind of goes hand in hand with those email automations. But remember, so when you get a new lead and it goes into an automation in active campaign, it's not just emails that go out. We want to set different tasks. So you should outline kind of like, what's our system? Okay, customer fills out the form, goes into active campaign, boom, they get an email right away. Second part is um, right after that email, it generates a task, which is a reminder for me to call the customer. I do that. I mark it as completed. Then depending on if I got a hold of them or didn't go get a hold of them, I go to plan B. Uh, that automation might be uh, a wait for two days and then send a text message, then wait a day, send a second email, and so on and so forth. You want to go through and think through that sales automation. What's the first thing you do? Is it going to be a phone call or is it going to be a, a, a you know, kind of a, a poking text message saying, hey, we got your thing. I'd love to chat with you on the phone. Do you want to schedule a time to talk? There, you know, there's different ways you could go with it and you should potentially have a couple of different automations so you can see if you're getting higher um, conversion rates with those customers doing it different ways. So having a clearly thought out sales plan and sales system is going to greatly help to increase your conversions. All right, guys, I hope those three things will help you with lever number three, conversions. All right, everybody, that's it for today's episode. I hope you got some nuggets of gold from that that you can take and apply to your school and apply to your business and be ready for harvest season because we know it's coming. Have a great week. Until next time, we'll see you. Thanks so much.